I was I was gonna do something dumb, but I don't think for the intro. But I don't think it'll play. I don't think it's good enough. Let's see. Hello and welcome to Gaming Fix episode. Oh no, forty-seven. What what episode are we on? <laughs> I, I forgot. Forty-eight. Forty-eight. 48. 48. Well, 48. You managed to do something dumb for the opening. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I. I normally I look at that up, but apparently not today. We're gonna roll with it. Episode forty-eight. Welcome on this December 9th or eighth, depending on where you are. Twenty eighteen. Uh, we are here still not talking about our game of the year because, hey, we're not all here. But you know who is here? Alex Galinas. Hi. Uh, I'm also coming in early 2019. Aren't we all? Allison? Uh, hi. Well, I have not been unlocked yet as a character, so you'll have to wait until you unlock like 25 more characters before you can unlock me. I'll have one conversation on this podcast, turn it off, turn it back on, turn it off until you appear. Yep, yep, yep. exactly. Uh, and Pat, best boy. I'm I'm going to be announced as a DLC character before I actually make it onto the Switch in any other capacity. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, that's the exciting thing. You never know what's going to happen. Dude, uh, should we just talk about that? Yeah, no, we're just going to, we have to just go into <laughs> yeah, let's that talk fucking about that. trailer. Okay. That trailer was so good, and even though I knew that it was co- like knew what was happening, <clears throat> like I'd heard the that the announcement happened before I saw the trailer. The trailer is still just like, what's going so, on? So, it's so exciting. Yeah. Should we, so, okay. should, we well, build, all, should we build up to what was so crazy about that? <laughs> so on Thursday, it was Thursday, right? Yeah, it was yep. the Game yeah. Awards, the, the Keeleys, the Jeff Keeley, um, Jeff Keeleys. The Jeff Keeley's uh, Awards, uh, which is like the uh, big award show for games, uh, much to CBS's chagrin, maybe. Uh, I don't know what that thing was, but uh, they didn't get kiss. They didn't get kiss. Uh, they get ninja though. Um, Arguably the Rockstar video games. <laughs> in 2018. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, in addition to awards, uh, they kind of take a side seat to the announcements, at least like to a lot of people. Like there were some good awards given out. Sonic Fox, his speech was very good. It was esports player of the year. It was that was the that was the best moment of the I'm night. I'm very happy that he won that. Yep. Uh, me too. Uh, Sonic Fox is my boy. Uh, seems really cool, and he's real good at video games. Uh, he's just, and so, just like so, a real so sweet, charming. positive. Yeah, sweet, positive personable guy it seems like mm-hmm. uh but so uh, are there any awards you want to talk about real quick Yo, like anything you you thought was like spot on or just like totally wrong I, well I was actually like about, all of them but but like <laughs> i like how that show started with sean Layden, phil spencer and reggie just coming out on stage together that was like probably what, the best way they could have about opened. Pardon? I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the awards because I was at work. So yeah. what did they talk about? They just talked about how gaming is a good community and like they're kind of trying to be like, "Yo, fuck fanboyism." <laughs> yeah, but I don't. You know still can't play with the other consoles. <laughs> I saw people citing. I saw people citing like what happened last year, and I don't really know what they're referring to. Like, uh, I don't know if they were talking about the uh, what's his name, the way out guy, his uh, rant the or what. 
Mm. Well, not the fuck the Oscars part, but the fuck video game publishers part. He did. Mm. He wanted the opening to that was like, fuck video game publishers. They suck. (laughs) And then he published his game with EA, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, I don't know. Someone was saying that like, it was a great opening to this year's show after what happened last year, but I don't really know what they were referring to. Yeah. Well, the, op- the opening of last year's show was also the video game orchestra, but it was terrible. Yeah, yeah that was maybe, bad. maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't know. Could be, I don't know, but it was okay. a good opening for sure. Yeah. Okay. They seem uh, very robotic to me in a way. Like, I don't know. I guess maybe that's because Sean Layden and Reggie are both very robotic all the time. <laughs> Bill was the yeah. only one that seemed kind of like, there to have fun but yeah he's more of a you know blazer and t-shirt kind of guy than the other two so whatever mm-hmm. yeah uh reggie says fuck him uh <laughs> <laughs> so man and, reggie just comes out and says that and just drops the mic walks out i, I also like Happy. i also like how the first trailer they played was for mua like what the fuck <laughs> Oh yeah, Mar- I was like, "What the fuck is yeah, this?" Yeah, yeah, me too. I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three Switch exclusive. Yeah, Team Ninja game. I've never played yeah, Team any Ninja. of the Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. I think maybe like at a kiosk at like a game crazy. Mua One was really good. Mua Two yes. was okay. Yes, and then the ports, the remasters were bad. Is that what, I I that's what never, I've heard? Never touched them. I haven't tried them. Yeah. I would be interested in trying the Xbox One because uh, it seems like the right environment to play that game in. Um, but or or PlayStation, I just have an Xbox more easily accessible for multiplayer. Um, but uh, yeah, I heard the PC ones were particularly bad. I don't know if the console ones were as bad. Yeah, but um, I think uh, I think there's one award we can all agree on. Uh, that was awarded best fighting game no no definitely not i agree on that best Best esports was best family game of overcooked 2 yes god (laughs) doesn't make sense fuck starlink fuck nintendo labo overcooked 2 you know uh like jackbox party pack 5 Starlink is a bad pick for that because Starlink is a single player game. That's I true. think there's yeah. like a way to do some weird little like galaxy co-op thing, but I mm. would not say Starlink is the yeah. best family game. Maybe the best, like, I don't even, kid? Yeah, I, think I wouldn't even say friendly. best kids game because it's too complicated for mm. younger kids. So Fair enough. I don't know. It's a good game for sure. Um, but I, I wouldn't say best family game, but mm. I, I mean, like I would give it to something like Mario Party over what I heard about Overcooked 2. I just heard Overcooked 2 was not very good. Yeah, so. Erico seemed particularly and, burned yeah, by it. Yeah. Like, uh, it sounds like it's, at least just from what I've seen, is it's mostly more Overcooked, so I don't And know. I didn't like the first one that much, so I was not enthused it, to play it, it anyway. It sounded but. like more Overcooked, but not enough more Overcooked. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, like it's, it, instead of overcooked two, it was like overcooked one point five. Yeah, and I mean we can kind of go down the list of all the awards, but I think that the general thing is that they either got the award spot on or terribly wrong. Those were the two. <laughs> it yeah. seemed like it went either way. Yeah, like, and well, part of that is it's voted on by like the public. It's nominated by like industry people, so, people, and then like yes and or the no public, like, goes on the thing and vote. Right? Isn't it like? Uh, Sorry, go for it. It's both. Yeah, I was going to say. They talked about it on Waypoint a little bit last week. Um, They talked about how they send their nominations in, and then they get a ballot back that has Um, 
they get the same ballot that fans get basically. And I uh-huh. don't know how they weight votes. I would assume mm-hmm. that different publications get different weights mm-hmm. and then the fan vote gets a different weight. Yep. Um, so I think it all factors in, but I don't know where, like how, like what gets what weight. Yeah, maybe like, it's, they it's, were saying on Waypoint that clearly they are very low weighted because like hardly any other shit made it on the yeah, ballot. Well, I I feel like it's also partially like whatever gets the most nominations. Oh and yeah, so, that like you no know, website like Waypoint is going to ha- probably have a lot different like stuff they want to put in game of the year than so they say IGN or they didn't flat out say it, but it sounded to me from the way that Austin was talking about it. And I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but the impression I got from their conversation was that like IGN and GameSpot are the publications that have the most weight. So yeah. even, mm-hmm. even though it is total number of nominations, like IGN, GameSpot, uh, Kotaku, Polygon, those are the mm-hmm. like yeah. bigger the site, the more they care about yeah. your vote. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Jeff is from Giant Bomb has talked, Jeff Gerson has talked a little bit about that before too. Um, in that it's kind of a weird process. It's not really clearly defined, I don't mm-hmm. think. Uh, and I think Keeley has the ability to like call, to like settle like ties and stuff. I'm pretty sure he carries a lot of weight in actually selecting. I mean, I mean it's called the Keeleys. So it is called, yeah, it is the Keeleys. So the Keeleys for a reason. Yeah, it, it, it'd be kind of nice to, if they had a little bit more transparency like I, I, mean, I mean i'm not saying that they'd have like complete full transparency but saying like oh industry people are 75 percent and fans are 25 percent. yeah like, even if it was just that that would be a lot more less confusing than oh this is just this weird hodgepodge of fans and differently weighted industry folks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agree well yeah uh, without getting let's pull away from like the behind the scenes specifics because we have no idea what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, uh, yes. But uh, what we alluded to at the start of the podcast, oh thing no, we never saw it coming. So wait, wait, wait. To preface this, earlier in the night, th- this is the second time they pulled the same stunt. Earlier in the mm-hmm. night, okay. with uh, they pulled Ed Boon on stage and mm-hmm. had him announcing what was it the best driving game, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah. best sports or driving game and he like he played it very straight he's like okay let's see the nominees and then they did the watchdogs thing of ubisoft 2012 or whatever mm-hmm. it was 2013 like hacks and, into that yeah where like all those the the lights turn off and it's like oh what's happening and then suddenly giant electric mk logo dragon shows up on there and everybody's going losing their shit and it was yep. a good trailer but it's a great that's, trailer that's the uh, first time they did, pulled did it. he actually give the award afterwards yeah yes. he did Okay. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he said, "I don't know what that was." Here's yeah. the real one. I, I, lo- I love Ed Boon. He oh, seems, he's so good. He seems so he humble. Was so funny. <laughs> but but so that's the first time they pulled it. Then the second time was Keely just talking, and then yeah, again, all the lights turn off, static on the screen, and then yeah, it shows the Phantom Hearts, uh, <laughs> the Phantom Thieves, rather, like just the logo. Well, and at that point, you're like. Oh, that's awesome. Persona 5 is coming to Switch. That's what so, this has to be. So, or, no, I yeah, didn't think anything. it was because the thing that blew my mind, I was like, wait, that's Phantom Thieves. The bottom left corner, it has an ESRB, ESRB rating of E. What is this? <laughs> I didn't even notice that at the time. Yeah, that's but the first I thing I noticed. Just, I just assumed it was a port, maybe of like one of the dance games yep, or me something. Too. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. And then that that letter comes up, the, the invitation with the Smash logo on it, and I just about fell out of my chair. My partner was sitting next to me, and I was like, holy shit! It was like a YouTube Reacts video. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, like, lost it. Maybe I should just share a screenshot of our chat at that moment, where it's just a bunch of <laughs> what the fucks and what, and just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 
anything is possible now. I mean, they bring in it like, you know, they they had smash or they have like snake and stuff. And, but like metal gear solid has been on Nintendo. like Nintendo stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And snakes and things like that. Mm-hmm. But fucking. Yeah. And I, and I get that like Shimagami Tensei stuff has been on switch on Nintendo and they have the new one coming for switch, but it's like, this is specifically persona. Yeah. Which has never yeah. been on Nintendo. I mean, you got to hope that that means that they're going to do a golden style Please. port of five to switch. Yeah, that, that would oh be God. pretty sweet. Uh, I would play that again amazing. if they're, you know, some added content. I never actually played through it, so I would love yeah. to. Uh, to I never finished uh, Persona 5, so I would love to finish oh it. God. And oh uh, my God. casual. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm... I finished Persona 3 this year, so that says something. I just hope if they do that, you get more time with, uh, oh, what's the last girl you get? You like the uh, first Haruka? event? Yeah. Haruka. No, Haru. Haruhi? Uh, no, not Haruhi. That's a different anime. Is it Haruka? Yeah. I just, I have it's Haruka not Haruka. 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 It's Haruka. Not Haruka. Haruka, Haruka is a character in Yakuza. Oh, but, uh, the, the, the girl where you go to the amusement park with her for that dinner. And then her dad is like one of the, the dungeons. Yeah, uh, let's, see, let's see. Let's but see. Like, if you can get more time with her, that'd be great because she showed up for like the last Haru. five hours Haru. of that game. Haru. Okay, thank you. Yes. And you could spend more time with Makoto, who's the best girl. Just, just gonna say that. I'm gonna say Hifumi, please, because <laughs> she was supposed <laughs> to be a party member. We can't, we can't go down this. All right, Chad, Chad <laughs> feel free to join me over here while they talk about. <laughs> Uh, oh, Mark is the best girl. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, so yes, okay. Uh, Joker coming to Smash Ultimate. We'll talk about Smash later because uh, that, yeah, that game's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that was the best. But uh, there was uh, from the creators of Fallout and the uh, makers of Fallout New Vegas comes a new game. I have some thoughts. Is it, I am is interested. It Outer in Wilds? Yeah, Outer, 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 Outer Worlds. Outer, Outer Wilds is a far more exciting game to me than Outer Worlds. But Outer Wilds uh, is the like the like space mist, the space, and then you go back. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, so Outer Worlds. No. This is a space game too. Uh, sort of. Looked, I mean, you might go into space. I hope. I think you go into space. space, but I don't know how far into space you go. I don't know. I think it looks. That trailer was very cool. I will say. Yeah. Uh, that the I think I've seen enough. It just happened like a month and a half ago with uh, Underworld Ascendant. I've seen enough of these. Like we've assembled a bunch of, and all due respect to them and the games they made in the past. But like we've assembled a bunch of developers that you did, haven't known what they've been doing for the last fifteen years. They're going to come make a role playing game. I don't think that that's enough anymore to mm-hmm. to to be worth like. I'm saying you can't be excited about it, but like you need to, th- we got to think about like, it doesn't mean that they're making the best game ever, you know, like that it's, it happens plenty of time that like developers kind of go off and do something else for a while and then come back to games. And then when they get back to games, they're not, they don't make very good games because they're stuck. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Kind of. I don't want to accuse them of that because we haven't yeah. seen mm-hmm. the game for real yet. So who knows? But what I found frustrating was the, immediate response that I saw from a lot of people was this is new Vegas too. Mm. And mm. as someone who's never been a new Vegas fan, I think it's fine. I don't particularly like how it plays or looks uh, myself, but um, it's written really well. Uh, I just, I don't think that like sh- having skill requirements to 
to choose dialogue options is enough in 2018 to like flip your shit over. I don't know. I, I, I think it has a cool look and I'm excited to see more of it, but I think people should be careful of like pinning all of their hopes and dreams on this game. Oh, for sure. I, I, would I mean, oh, for sure. That's, 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 you shouldn't pin all your hopes and dreams on it. For, for me, the biggest interest is I need more space RPGs in my life. So I'm like, so I'm like, Oh, it's going to be a game where I can be, it's an RPG. It's going to be kind of, uh, New Vegasy, but in space, and then for me, I'm like, yeah, that that is enough for me to be interested, intrigued. Oh but. yeah, I'm certainly intrigued and interested. I just there's been some like I saw memes going around that were stuff like they showed the screenshot of uh, the the dialogue screen, and it was like, and Obsidian has already made a better game than Fallout Four, and it's like <laughs> you, need to, you need to slow down a little bit. Like That's maybe great. it will be. But I didn't see that. That's funny. It's not, I mean, that's not hard, but um, did they, is there an announce date or a release date on that? 2019 yeah, is all 2019. Okay. Yeah. Cause that'll be the last multi-platform game from obsidian, right? It's PS4 mm-hmm. and because well, they don't, Microsoft. Don't I don't necessarily know yeah. that. Uh, uh, I, mean, I, it'll be on, stuff will be on PC. I doubt they're going to be making PS4 stuff. I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, it looks like it's does. not through Microsoft. Yeah, no, oh, it's definitely not. Yeah. No, this is 2K is publishing this, and this is part yeah. of their like last deal. Yeah, yeah. But, like I don't know. I could see Microsoft making stuff that goes to PS4. Like I said, Mojang does it. Yeah, it was already there though. Yeah, I don't know. And we'll so, see. Like they're still supporting it, and like if they like, you know, Minecraft makes them a bajillion dollars. So. Yeah. I guess the big, uh, without being a downer about it, the big the big takeaway that I had from the Outer Wilds trailer is that like I like the art a lot, and I think it has a pretty neat look, but it looks very much like a first-person role-playing game to me, which isn't a bad thing. But the biggest problem, with, in my opinion, with Bethesda, as a big fan of them, like we could shit on them all day, but as a big fan of them, and my, my biggest problem with Bethesda RPGs is I don't think the combat is that compelling in them, in any of them, even with bats. I don't, I just think they're kind of, that's not what you're there for. And so I think Outer Worlds, from what we saw, looked kind of like a little generic shootery in terms of its combat. Lots of like you walk around and shoot your guns at things. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that is more, there's more depth there than that. Um, yeah. And and I think that'll be the big thing for me if, is if they can show that like, no, it's not just a Fallout reskin that is maybe better, but still that. Because uh, mm-hmm. I don't really need another one of those, I guess, <laughs> but that's totally personal. And I'm certainly not trying to tell anyone else not to be excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing more about that totally. game. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Oh yeah. It does include one of the developers of uh, vampire, the masquerade bloodlines, which is one of my favorite games mm-hmm. ever. So uh, as much as I, what I said at the top was true of who knows if they're still, if they still got it, if he's still got it and it, some of that is brought to this game, that would be cool. Okay. Uh, anything else from the Game Awards that people would like to discuss? Um, do we want to just go over some of the awards that we liked or disliked? Or? Wait, wait, yo, Allison, there was one game announcement that I particularly wanted your opinion on, though. Oh, yeah. That was the Stanley Parable on console with new content. What? I... <laughs> Fucking what? Their joke going to be, but I kind of want to buy it. Their joke was really good with that trailer. I don't know if you guys it was. Like, it, was it was. It was like uh, we're, we were glad to be at the Game Awards again. We were we were so well represented last time we were here, and then it shows a montage of winner, the Last of Us, winner, the Last of Us, winner, the Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really like it was that. super funny. That's 
that's very funny. I like the Stanley Parable more than The Last of Us, so I was right there with them in the joke too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the Stanley Parable, so I am, uh, I am very intrigued to uh, try this, and I will buy yeah. it again. Yeah, I'll totally play okay. more of it on PC. What? What? What's wrong? What's wrong with the Stanley no, Parable? I just, I'm just, no, nothing. Like the Stanley Parable is good. I'm just like came five years ago, right? So like or six, like fucking what? <laughs> it's funny. Well, well, if you're, if they you're had gonna... an achievement that said you shouldn't play it for five years. Yeah, yeah. I still Yo, can't get that. Yeah. But like, I don't know when I last played it, and I'm a little bit like, should I try it? Man. Andre, I, if if you're getting hung up on games that came out a long time ago, how about the Crash Team Racing announcement? Oh my god, that <laughs> yeah, that was one no one needed. Yeah, it's funny. Like, Family Parable is just like a weird one. Like, like I have no problem with Stanley Parable. People, more people should play it. It coming to consoles is a good thing for that. It's just weird. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's weird. But I'm I'm cool with weird. Um, and in terms of three. awards, I do think. For me, there were really only three that I thought were noteworthy, which was I think that the the Christopher Judge snubbing for best performance was like legendarily bad. Yep. Not that the guy who plays Arthur isn't good. I don't want to take anything away from him. He's a he gave a fine performance from what I have seen in that game. But holy crap, like Christopher Judge Judge's overall performance is one of the best in any video game of all time in my opinion. And for him to not win that award is like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was wild. And then, um, the esports categories, the way those went were, really Oh, those weird. were all, all bad. They were really awful. Like the, the except, league of except, Legends, for, except for Sonic Fox, but Sonic Fox was great. Yeah. yeah. But the league of legends world championship was like, from what I've heard, one of the most disappointing league majors in history. Like it was not good from what I've heard. They, they, it was a, and I looked at the the matches. There was a bunch of three O's like over and over and over again. I forget there who were, won. There were a lot of upsets though. So like that was like something that people were like, like wild cards and people who did not expect to do well. I'm not saying this makes it like yeah, no, no, worthy of being at the top. But, I guess, like last year's champions went out in group stages like O three or whatever. I guess what I heard was that like the quarter, semi, and finals were mm-hmm. all very boring matches Probably, um, yeah which is kind of weird i think that it won multiple awards that a, yeah and the team that won was the team that won worlds which seemed weird. i don't know so that was funny i thought that best esports game was kind of i can see the argument because i think overwatch grew the most over the past year in terms of its esports scene i don't think that it ended up being the season started really strong but then i think it kind of fell off big time it got you know, really boring uh it's fucking weird I, I think all of the like esports host esports event esports coach esports team where those are all league of legends yeah basically <laughs> except for overwatch uh, it uh, makes me wonder uh best esports, best esports game. game it makes oh, yeah, me yeah, wonder yeah. if maybe for because there's so few publications that kind of know what they're talking about when it comes to esports if maybe the mm-hmm. fan vote played way more heavily into that category and just because there are so many league of legends fans that that's yeah, yeah that's what i think it is that's, that's yeah. very possible no sonic fox yeah. side switch against goichi in dbz was pretty legendary but i, I even <laughs> not knowing dota like the og story sounded really compelling it was insane. yeah, yeah. i wouldn't have been surprised if the side switch had 
one best moment. Like I wouldn't have even mm. thought that like, I would have been like, well, you know, he deserved that too, it, but it was very contentious <laughs> quite frankly. And like the fact that like no tail wasn't even nominated for best esports player was nuts to me. I think Sonic Fox should win over him because I think Sonic Fox is mm-hmm. such a holistically wonderful human being. I have no doubt that no tail is a great guy too, but or no reason to believe anything other than that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would have voted for Sonic Fox still, but Mm-hmm. It was just weird that that league ran the table when I heard that overall league was pretty disappointing this yeah. year from mm-hmm. most people I know that follow it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think out of the pool that they selected, they got game of the year right. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say so. I mean, and Allison, I, I know would personally agree, but that's I, I think I don't know if there's any. Well, it is a no, it is a good a choice of the ones that they Let's put it this way: yeah. none of my top three games were nominated, so. <laughs> Bam. So I think my top two were, but that's okay. I would um, say best action game they got right, which was Dead that Cells. Was Dead Cells. Yeah, and like, yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think um, that game I, was I also, lot, so. I, I really, I really like that uh, art direction went to Return of the Oberdin, mm-hmm. and yeah. I, I the the thing that I generally want more for in words like this and is to have more representation for indie devs and indie games so seeing like celeste uh, nominated for game of the year mm-hmm. seeing dead cells win action game seeing Oberdin win art design and, um art direction be- i think and, is and the best mobile makes game. me happy the best mobile game was a surprise and it was a surprise i liked oh yeah I, oh uh, yeah it should have been donut county <laughs> i have to side with alex on this one did you finish it pat i did Lawrence is really good it's really good I, really, okay. I was very happy about that and uh so i i think in general having it seems like and and then also uh strategy went to into the breach which uh spoilers i've been playing and it's really really good it's very um, good. yeah but, yeah so I, I i'm personally the like pulling for more indies and in the in these categories so i was okay. happy to see that and it felt like uh especially art direction for oberdin is uh is a good thing because i i want people to do more kind of interesting experimental stuff like Oberdin did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I've been playing also, and it's very good. Oberdund. Um, <laughs> Obra did that. Now, we have talked about the games that other people played and talked about, but I want to hear about the games y'all have played. Wow. Alex, what you what you've been playing? What you got? So, can I tell an anecdote first? Yes. So Is it is it game related? No, I'm, I'm not really at no, trying. not at all. Uh, not at all. Executive decision. Yes, yes, right. you can. So yeah, you gotta yeah. I usually go for runs in the morning, and uh, I usually go for a run. Let's say about two hours before we go for the we record this podcast. And uh, uh, right now, I have this. I, I can't really show it on camera. I won't capture. It, but I have this big fucking gouge in my finger. <laughs> so this came about in a really funny way. Um, went for my run and I use wireless headphones. I don't know if you guys ever use them. They're okay. But for some reason, part of them, uh, they, they, they have this little clip on them. That's just like a plastic clip and you clip it to your jacket, whatever. So they're not flopping around. And my cat got to the headphones, Frank, and he decided, Oh, I'm going to chew on that clip. And then like broke it in half. So there was just like this spring coming out. And I was like, Oh, well I can't fix this. Fuck it. Whatever. It's fine. I never use the clip anyways. Went for a run and uh, like three quarters of the way through the run, I was taking my headphones off and they got stuck in my jacket. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's that spring, isn't it? So <laughs> tried pulling them out. Like they were just stuck there. I was just like, OK, I'm just going to live with headphones stuck to my jacket uh, <laughs> for the rest of this run. <laughs> and it was funny, but 
uh, got back to the house and there's these two lovely little dogs or they're not little. They're actually pretty big. These big dogs hanging out in front and these two people talking. I'm like, Hey, what's up dogs? Put my hand down for the dogs and uh, they're sniffing it and licking my hand. And I look at my fingers covered in blood <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no. Holy shit. Oh God. Did I just give these dogs bloodlust? <laughs> but uh, it turns out they're that, now into human blood. Yeah, so it turned out uh, the spring actually, <laughs> when I was trying to remove it, it gouged my finger without me even noticing really, Ouch. really deep. So if you have um, wireless headphones, be careful and don't, don't have a cat. Now, you know, you don't have and don't arms. Give- uh, dogs the taste for human blood. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope nothing terrible came of that. Anyways, and, and for games. So, um, most I of, think in penance, you should cut your finger off. Yeah, you probably should. I don't need this thing. <laughs> like one might do if they were a member of the Yakuza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Three halfway there. I played five hours of Smash. Okay, and that's a game I was not planning on playing Ooh. at all. Wait, yeah, I, I didn't even know you bought it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I have not told you guys that I've been playing Smash because I in, fully intended not to touch it. I saw it because we're friends on Switch. Yep, <laughs> Sam probably saw it too. But yeah, no, I played about five hours. Uh, I've been going through the this edge story adventure, whatever you want to call it, spirits mode, world of light, world of light, and uh, that thing is weird. <laughs> it's fine. It it's like. It's basically just a collection of uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, there's an no, interesting mode. Mm-hmm. It, it has a it has a cool intro cutscene, and then the rest of it you can kind of throw away. There's no actual story in it, but yeah, the scenarios they set up are pretty funny. Um, uh, I've unlocked a whole bunch of characters. I don't. I haven't counted them. Probably like twenty. Um, I was mostly starting with Kirby because that's what you do, and uh, the character uh, like I wasn't. I'm not super huge into smash. I've never been like, Oh, it's so simple, but it's easy to execute. Blah, blah, blah. That makes it Mm -hmm. complex for other reasons. But there's one character that I unlocked and it actually made me appreciate smash a lot more. And that was the inkling. Oh, so I've not found the inkling. So at the beginning of the adventure mode, it gives you like three characters that you can end up choosing. So like first year of Kirby, then you get Mario, then you could like pick, Marth, Sheik, or someone else. Villager. Who did you? I'm gonna pick? say. Villager. I'm gonna say it's cowardly that uh, that that Mario just automatically unlocks as a second character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It's not unexpected. Yeah. Should, should have villager. Been, should have been someone interesting. Villager is much one. easier to use than Kirby. Yeah. He's he's the he's the Ryu of of Smash for sure. He's got everything you need to uh, play that game. But yeah. So who did you end up picking? Villager. Villager? You. Gross. How about you, Allison? Uh, I picked Sheik, which is, I, I kind of think was maybe a mistake, because I, I started playing as Sheik, and I'm like, oh, I'm not as good at Sheik as I thought I was. <laughs> Sheik's OP. I was in Melee, at least. Uh, but yeah, I went with Marth. And as did I. I have yet to find, on the Marth side of the map, I have yet to find a character that I want to play more than Marth, which is a bummer, because there's a lot of characters I like in that game, but I'm not unlocking any of them. You don't have to play the story mode to unlock characters. No, no, you don't, but I want to play the story mode. But you have to for the story mode, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, they're kind of two separate hoppers. I I gotta say, I kind of like the fact that it's forcing me to play... I always In Melee, I was like a a Marth main, so like, Mm -hmm. I, I... know marth which is kind of why i picked him but i have been 
I found that like I really love Pac-Man. Hmm. Actually, interesting. There's like the the, mm-hmm. the fact that it drip feeds you those characters in that mode has made me kind of play characters I normally wouldn't have looked at. Um, and so I kind of appreciate it. I think that's almost like the strongest part of the mode other than it's fun to make meters go up, which you get to do a lot in that mode too. Uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I, I think that's that I, I actually um, am kind of a fan of that as well, because I I've uh, for years and years I've been playing smash and I've never really played Mario, but like for some reason I've just gotten pretty decent with playing with Mario because of, uh, because I, I, I haven't, I've yet to find a lot of characters that I, I normally play with. Um, and for some reason I've been playing like a decent amount with the me sword fighter, which I've never <laughs> been like ever since smash Four. I was like, I'm not playing the me characters. That's not fun. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, but this is actually kind of working for me in, in this mode. So, um, yeah. The one thing I really like about that mode and, um, about, I don't know if you guys have played any of the classic mode yet, is I feel like I love how they kind of have crafted these little stages and these little and these characters to be so specific, like within within the framework of all the characters they have in Smash to make it work. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. I, I just think that it's it's really fun to kind of see. Oh, how are they going to represent this character? And I think that the whole. Um, way they can do it with the different spirit effects is really, really, really good. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That you fight Evie early on and, and Evie obviously is not a real character, but it's manifested by having to fight three Yoshis of different elemental affinities, yep. which is just like mm-hmm. a cool way to represent Evie. <laughs> did you get, did you guys uh, do Snorlax? No, I, I love, yes, I did. It was pretty yes, funny. Yes. I love Snorlax. So Snorlax yeah. is a giant King K rule that doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> I and, love that. And, you and you specifically, it has HP. It's a and it's a stamina battle, mm-hmm. and you have a very short amount of time. So it literally does nothing except stand there and occasionally get more stamina back. Yep. And you mm-hmm. just have to keep hitting it and trying to get it down to zero before uh, before yep. the time runs out. There was uh, one I did. It was um, the spirit is Rock Mario, which I did did not know was a thing uh it's just him like in a boulder like maybe from galaxy i don't know from one of the like, mario games Odyssey. and eh, maybe i don't think he ever became a rock but i think he could be a boulder at one point but yeah i don't anyways uh but he was that fight was you fight a metal jiggly puff and it just only uses roll out <laughs> that's good. pretty funny so yeah they they got really creative with that yeah, stuff, which is nice. it, and it kind of makes me smile. And have have you guys played any of the classic modes yet? Yes, that's I how I unlock some more characters. Pikachu. Okay, because they they also do something similar with those two, mm-hmm. where it's more it's less about the spirits, but they kind of um, specifically make each stage each one for each character. Yeah. So the, like, when I did um, Pikachu, every fight I did was against another Pokemon. Like I started off against mm-hmm. Pokemon Trainer. That's very cool. And then I fought uh, like the, Lucario and all that stuff. I don't even know what classic the, mode is. I assume it's like this. It's just like the arcade, but yeah, the yeah. Yeah. going through a set number yeah. of fights and bonus and, and Yoshi, I, I play, I play, I've played about six of them so far, and I've been kind of doing them in roughly order from like start to and just so that I can try the different characters. And for Yoshi, it was all different dinosaurs or like dinosaur adjacent 
enemies. King K. Rule. King K. Rule and Ridley. Other Yoshis. Bowser, I think. Um, And and, and the thing that's kind of interesting for that, too, is that maybe? I I can't remember, but I can't remember all of them, but, uh, and then also like the conceit of uh, Donkey Kong's was that he was traveling to New Donk City. So, like, the first battle is against Diddy Kong for, like, to recruit Diddy Kong for some reason. And then it's against King K. Rule. And then it's, like, slowly moving towards, uh, like, what New Donk City would is be. The, is the final and, fight before Master Hand Mario? I don't remember, actually. Well, the thing that's kind of interesting is that I, I, I don't know if this is the case for the Pikachu classic mode, but for some of these final fights, they have bosses that I think are just completely original to this classic oh, mode fight. Weird. Like weird. They're new characters and aren't anything else. That's, I know. That's weird because Pikachu was just Mewtwo. At the end of yeah, the, there's definitely some boss characters that they made that are not Smash characters. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, the, I, I watched, bosses, which is yeah. I watched Polygon play through the Zelda one, and there is a boss at the end that is definitely not. A how, how do you just not make a Ganon? What? It's it it is Ganon. Okay, it is Ganon, Ganon, Ganon. but it's oh yeah oh. Because <laughs> earlier on you you early on you fight because uh, uh, I did and early on uh, in Link you uh, fight. Uh, Ganondorf. I'm like, oh, that's weird that we're fighting Ganondorf early, like not the final one. Mm-hmm. And then it's Ganon. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. That's he's got a... like, he's got like a health bar and like, yeah, yeah. And he has to hit his tail at one point. And oh, you know, okay. It's like so the end of is, is it instead of fighting like Master Hand, you're fighting these boss characters? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay. Because Pikachu, I like yep, beat you, and... and then Master Hand came in, and then I fought Master Hand. Yeah, so and there's still Master Hand. Um, but there's also one where I think it was from Mario where you're, you fight like Bowser's the last one and you go, okay, this is a normal Bowser. That's weird. But then it comes back as giga Bowser. <laughs> and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And I was, I, I literally was shouted like, what the hell? When it just, it did the whole switcheroo of, oh, this is the second stage of the boss. And, and then I you was, uh, on him and you take him over and then he, you, yeah. you jump off the edge of the stage. Exactly. No, exactly. But uh, it, it feels like there's a lot of little clever things that they're, that they threw in for this, that, that they didn't necessarily have to, but they just added these extra bosses and things just because yeah. it's kind of nice. I would love to see them expand on some of that stuff and maybe like down the line add in modes where it's like team battles against someone playing as one of those bosses. I think that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, I feel like there were there was something like that. I thought maybe I'm thinking of something a different game. Maybe I'm thinking about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I don't remember. Uh, I feel I like about PlayStation All Stars like, Battle Royale a lot, so I don't. I, I, I wanted <laughs> that game to be better. I wanted that game to be more popular. I thought. Uh, is a cat from Gravity Rush. I thought she was a real cool character. That was a good game. And if it had been given a time to breathe and more and like a sequel, it could have been really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And people didn't just shit on it because it was a, also a brawler. But anyway, uh, did you play anything else, Alex? Or any uh, other thoughts on Smash? Inkling is still cool. <laughs> uh, I would say on Smash that um, I played some of the, multi- the online mm. multiplayer last night with a buddy of mine in Michigan. So um, obviously not like 
around the world, but across mm-hmm. the country most of the way. Um, and uh, we had mixed results. I actually thought it went really well. There was a itty bitty tiny bit of lag, but it was barely mm-hmm. noticeable to me. But my friend claimed that um, he was seeing like he was he described it as it's like playing league with 150 millisecond ping. That's bad. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, I I had a fine experience with it. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that game has dedicated servers or if it's peer to peer. I'm not really sure how it works. I don't know if it's peer to peer and maybe I got the hosting, but he was the one who set up the rooms. That would be weird, but it could select a host at the start of every match. I don't know. But like Nintendo games usually have pretty good online. I mean, like Splatoon, I've never had any major issues and like Mario Kart. This one, this one is effectively a fighting game in terms of its like latency. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. any amount of latency could be more effective yes. than in Splatoon. What I will say though is I hope that it continues to improve from a like quality perspective because their room system is super cool. Oh, um, good. It's it's pretty standard fighting game stuff, but you can make a room, uh, and the person making the room gets to set the rules, and it's the same kind of rule setting you can do for mm-hmm. if you were doing it cooperatively yeah, on yeah. the couch or mm-hmm. in the same room. Um, and then there's like a ring, and you drop your button. You pick a character, and then you drop your button in the ring if you want to fight. And then you can also drop your button in the stands next to the ring, and then you'll spectate. Or if there's more than four people in the room, you can drop your button in line, and then it'll. There's always a rule for who rotates out, like mm-hmm. bottom, top, random, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then it'll slot in the next person in line as that mm-hmm. goes on. It's pretty, pretty, pretty effective. As someone who's not really into fighting games, so I don't, I haven't seen a lot of the mm-hmm. room stuff and stuff like. Um, DBZ and and uh, mm-hmm. Street Fighter. It was, seemed really effective and like a really good facsimile of sitting around together on a couch, passing controllers around. The only thing that is weird is my friend didn't couldn't find a way to get my other friend in on the same game using the same switch. Like he he couldn't he, uh, he couldn't just hand him have a. It seems like you should be able to do that to me. Like mm-hmm. hand like you could have two people on one switch and two people on another switch. I feel like that yeah. should be possible. But was he docked? Undocked? I don't know. So that's okay. the thing. I'm not really sure what it, he didn't really mm-hmm. try that hard. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if if there is a way that he just didn't sure. see. I imagine yeah. maybe if you turned on a second controller and pressed start maybe you could do it yeah. but i don't know I for know, sure. with mario kart at least you can do a second person yeah i mean it doesn't seem like a business thing that they would want yeah. you to only be able to do one person yeah. switch. and it, i don't think that it's too much more data to push another set of button presses through yeah so especially in this yeah because I, I, I think i saw it in the menu i've only done occasional cool. i've only done a little bit of online with with randos but i think you can Cool. Yeah. I'll look into right, how yeah. to do that then, because I would that 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 kind of completes that feature set to me is being able to have two people play online together on the same system, or really however many you want, like up to four even. Uh, breaking news: Girl eight one seven four eight four has sent me a friend request on PSN. Mm. <laughs> wow, they're doing that again. <laughs> Apparently, well, I got one of those in a while. Um. So yeah, uh, Smash. It's a good game. Uh, Smash is a good video. Like Smash. I I really hate the Joy-Con. I need to go get like a real controller, uh, either GameCube or Pro controller. I don't know. Yeah, I I was trying to play with the uh, with um the GameCube controller because I bought the adapter, but it is working extremely weird um yeah so i might just get a pro controller yeah but but i mean the pro controller is great for everything so Mm -hmm. i I totally i mean i recommend it i've been playing it 
I constantly feel like I'm going to snap those things off the switch. And so like, I have to, like, I feel like I'm holding back when I'm playing and I'm not like, I don't know. I get pretty intense when I play smash from playing a lot with friends when I, you know, in like six years ago, uh, a lot of melee, but, um, it's funny. Yeah. I don't ever have any problems with the joy cons. I, I, I know that I, you guys really, I, I think it's the like worst them. controller I've ever used. I wouldn't. See, I, I, I think they're just fine, but I also have small hands. So like button size is like, Oh, this is good. This feels great. I, I, positioning of like the sticks, the buttons don't feel good. Nothing, nothing about it feels good. Yeah. I don't know. It never really bothered me. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because like I think plenty of people agree with you but i don't know yeah they've always been fine for me the only thing i don't yeah, like is uh i don't like the way that the that the the r and l buttons feel when you're holding them uh for like one person per joy con um regardless of whether you take the rail off or put the rail on i think they're mm-hmm. mushy and bad but yeah otherwise well speaking of things that are mushy and bad I did play. I was gonna say Allison. Yes, I am I did play a bit of no, it. No, but, but I don't know what game you played. I don't so maybe I don't know. <laughs> wait, 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 before we do that. Um I played more Hitman. It's good. I, oh, we'll talk yeah. about it more later. And have you I, finished all the maps or no? No. Almost. Okay. But and I've been watching this five hour supercut video of all the cutscenes and contextual gameplay for Spider-Man. So I'll at least have context for it <laughs> Okay, because I have okay. zero intention to play it. <laughs> okay. Back to wishing bad. Okay. Um, oh. I had no interest in Celeste and I played that. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. It's already, it's, we're already we getting there. Here we go. Keep it inside. One more week, one more week. Mm-hmm. So, so, so machine bad. What what do we got? Oh, what? so oh, hi. Her her internet connection is mushy and bad. That's what <laughs> that is true. You're not wrong about that. Um, so I for the biggest thing I've played so far has been Smash. So, um, I think I got most of my thoughts in there, but I have been really enjoying it, and it makes me feel like a kid again. So. Uh, I'm very, very pro Smash. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Into the Breach, mm-hmm. which I am really, I, I'm kind of bummed out that I didn't start playing it earlier. But I just, I saw that it was, uh, I was thinking about our Game of the Year stuff and I was like, oh yeah, I haven't played any of that yet. Might as well try it out. And it is a really good time. Um, I've been playing it a lot. Of, I, I've been playing it on Switch. Um, and it is, I, I think it's almost a, uh, like the perfect uh, commute game for me, just because it's so condensed. It's it's so like the individual maps take so qu- a short time to complete that it feels very satisfying to be able to kind of go through it at uh, like on the bus. So my bus ride in uh, to and from work takes about uh, fifteen minutes. And so it's it's it is really nice to um, be able to get something, play something that feels self-contained in that fifteen minutes. So I've I've been really enjoying that. And again, like, why haven't I played this before? <laughs> um, 
But I, 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 I'm sure that I'm going to bring that up next week. So I don't know if I necessarily have much more to, to say about it than that it's very good. Um, the other game I've been playing some of is uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, which I haven't finished yet. So I don't have a lot of story stuff, but that is a cool looking game. And it, uh, I think I mentioned this before. Anytime the game tells you well done, I'm like, yes. It's the best feeling of, of achievement because I'm like, yeah, game, I did do a good job. So I've been I've been enjoying that. <laughs> just want to like reach out and pat you on the head. Yeah, it's great. It was just like, um, you did good. I'm like, thank you, game. Thank you. Well, that, that's all good stuff. I, I'm a fan of all those games you just talked about. Um, pat, how about how about you pat us on the head with some some game knowledge? Yeah, so speaking of games that Andre really likes and that he's glad we're playing, uh, I have been playing uh, Smash, but then also a lot of Yakuza 6, The Song of Life. Uh, and I think that's a the really... Essence of Art edition. Yeah, I purchased the Essence of Art edition. Well, um, I don't know what that means. Like, I like a small art Oh, I can show or... you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a very... It's a beautiful package that is uh, really made for fans. Um the game comes in this in this oh, okay. uh, oh. nice book. Uh, it's got lots of, of oh. glorious artwork, and then the the, the oh. disc that's in the back. Uh, whatever, it's cool. It was on sale. Um, that's a good video game. Uh, I'm at I'm on chapter uh, eight now. I think I finished seven earlier. Just over halfway. Yep, just over halfway. Um, and uh, I hopefully will have it done in time for game of the year next week. Cause that's, it's really good. Um, I'll sort of save a lot of my thoughts. I don't think it's perfect necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the thing that is impressing me so much with it is one, I haven't played through a Yakuza game before I played three or four hours of zero way back when I played like five or six hours of the first one on PS2 mm-hmm. and then the second one on PS2 and then the third one on PS3 so I've like dabbled in over half of the games that exist, but I didn't play them enough to really get deep into the story yeah. at all. Like a few hours is you watched a couple cutscenes exactly and like three fights. Yeah. So, but w- the result of that is that I actually know. Um, I had forgotten how much I know about the the way each of those games goes because every one of the games in the series has had like a story so far menu mm-hmm. thing. And I have definitely watched it for Yakuza two and Yakuza three. <laughs> uh, like I remember now that I, I looked at all of the story so far stuff when Yakuza three came out. So I kind of already knew what happened in one and two. And for anyone interested in playing song of life, the Yakuza six um, who doesn't want to play through five games first, there's a really great comic series that interactive comic series that, that they put out that Sega put out that, uh, gives you all of the story you need to know going into Yakuza 6, including introducing you to some relatively minor characters that show up um, in Yakuza 6 that were from other parts of the series. And what's so great about it is that aside from um, the very, very end of the fifth game and the first game, they don't really spoil anything that happens in the stories of the other games um, because the each game's story is kind of there's elements to it that advance the overall like story of Kiryu's life, but they're not, um, it's not like, um, other like 
series games. Like it, 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 it doesn't, you don't necessarily need to know what happened at the end of Yakuza three to know, to play Yakuza six. There's, There's no, the alien doesn't talk to you, cure you in the future. Exactly. And yeah. Then. Yeah, totally. Um, it's not like mass effect, for example, where like mm-hmm. you're, you're they're directly tied to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple of, of bigger story elements that you need to know, but the only game that it explicitly spoils the ending of and it warns you when you go to read the comic is the first one um, because you do kind of need to know how the fate of mm-hmm. a particular character ends up for anything to make sense in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they, they kind of spoil that for you, but I actually already knew what that spoiler and it's not, it's still worth playing those games. So anyway, I would encourage people to, if they're interested in playing Yakuza 6 to check out those games and it's definitely making me want to go back and play the other ones once I finish this one just to see because they allude to the fact that Kiryu was involved with the Korean mafia at one point and Mm -hmm. um, so now I really want to go back and play that's kind of like a it's important in Yakuza 6 but all you need to know is that he single-handedly dismantled them yeah sure (laughs) which sounds like a huge spoiler but it's not really if you know Kiryu hear you and his involvement so but now i really want to go back and see that specific story yeah, you know, exactly. when that happened because they don't give you the rundown of everything that happened they just tell you that basic fact that he had yeah. dealings with them in the past so that stuff is really good and then even more impressive than any of that is there's a very just fiction in general often has a hard time with marrying a emotional story with one that is complex um like you, you can have the like super complex narratives of um, of of something like uh, I'm trying to think of a good crime example. Like The Godfather is a great example of a classic film that's like narratively very complex and also emotional. But it's hard to do that. A lot of times it's either that the story gets hard to follow or you don't really care. Um, and I tend to lean towards. I, I tend to appreciate both of those things on their own, but it's rare that you see them come together. And I think that Yakuza six does a really good job of there's a lot going on and there's a lot of separate threads, but they're all interesting. They're all, I wouldn't say easy to follow, but you don't have to do tons of mental math to keep track of everything. You don't need to take notes necessarily or anything. They, yeah, they, they are constantly reminding you. Yeah. It's like, the part you're at, like the hay heights, uh, they are constantly like reiterating what that is. Yep. Uh, through that like second half of the game, but it doesn't ever feel like they're doing it just to service you as a player. Like no. it, it always makes sense. It doesn't feel like they're mm-hmm. reminding you of things because you're an idiot. They tr- they 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 respect the player's intelligence while also presenting a pretty complex story that is still engaging emotionally and that you get really invested in. And I think that's yeah. really impressive, especially as someone who like. I have a, an appreciation for crime film and crime drama, but I wouldn't say that it's one of my favorite genres. So that's, I think part of why I've in my head before I've even gotten deep in the games bounced off them before, because I've gone like, well, I like this character, but I don't really care that much about a, a story about a crime syndicate. But mm-hmm. this one is very engaging and it. It's shown me that I should probably push through with the other mm-hmm. ones in the series because the, it's, it's just really good storytelling um, mm-hmm. with a really interesting cast of characters. Yeah. And I, I think for me, like the, the thing you're talking about, like telling an emotional and a complex story is hard enough as it is, but then to do that in a video game where yes. there's so many more like 
I th- like God of War as an example, where you just like, okay, now we have to go get the next mole- uh, MacGuffin, the next mole- yes. the next MacGuffin, yeah. and like <laughs> moving think- on like that. And like, you know, it's fine for a video game, but then when you get something outside of that, it becomes like, oh, wow. Like, this I think God of War story is pretty masterfully told, and it was incredibly yeah, emotional yeah. to me. Um, but I would definitely say Yakuza 6 story is more complex than God of War story. Yeah, but, and that's, yeah that's not, I liked the God of War story in the way yeah, it was told. Yeah. It, but there are aspects which like, oh, okay, like the story is in service of like, okay, I, now we have to go with I this. I can't really speak nothing. to like which one I like more anyway, because I haven't mm-hmm. finished 6 yeah. yet. But I, I think it's really, really interesting. What were you going to say, Alex? I like how you guys are talking about the intricate nature of the story. And the video that's going on for the podcast is the chat room. Oh, well, and that's the other amazing thing about this game is there's just like, like I'm trying to make sure that I play at a good enough pace that I'm ready for Mm -hmm. about the end of that game next week. But also I I don't want to do it a disservice by just rushing through it. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to touch on like I've done every side activity that I've unlocked at least once. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just wild shit in that game. Like there's a Clash Royale game in that game where you're like doing little RTS battles. There's like uh a baseball i haven't gotten to the baseball management sim but there's the whole baseball batting cage thing which i assume feeds into the like no no i, I don't think it feeds into that so it i'm because you've done the baseball stuff and there's i'm surprised you haven't gotten to the management sim stuff because you should have unlocked it by now i don't know either it was poorly messaged and i didn't see mm-hmm. it but there there's a scene at a baseball game but they don't actually Man. tell you that you can do anything from there it's, it's a side story in that area. Okay. I mean, oh, I just so. probably didn't see the sub story then. Okay. Yeah, that's probably what it is. It's um, like to start it, but yeah, I don't know. There's just there's a ton of stuff. There's the there's the hostess club thing, the cabaret thing, which is is interesting. And and what's funny is that like it's not just interesting as in like oh it's a it's it's sexy lady things. It's like actually a kind of engaging little like card strategy game thing or puzzle game. Uh, I would say that the internet cafe is maybe less engaging, but it's extremely funny. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's just like old man, like old man curio. It's like hunting and pecking to say like, Ooh, boobies. <laughs> yes. But he's actually the nicest person in the chat. Oh, yeah, room yeah, yeah, the yeah. women. Like he's not, he's still nice. He's not gross. <laughs> he, he's like, just in awe you can tell that he's just in awe that this thing exists it's yeah. not just that he's like pervy that's not why he's going to these cafes it's more just that like he does like to see boobs but also he's fascinated that there's a way that you can sit down at a computer and engage with someone showing you their boobs it's just it's rub 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 very funny in a in a way that i assumed <laughs> I was always surprised that people thought it was funny because I was like, this seems kind of gross, but it's actually very funny yeah. and not gross. When, when you understand uh, Kiryu. Yes, exactly. You kind of have to understand the character a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. But, and like, I am obsessed with uh, the <laughs> eating stuff. Not I hope the you guys, stuff. I hope you guys I'm have the stream on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with the, the, the food stuff in that game. It's like, you 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 Kiryu gets hungry, and the way you can get his health back uh, is you can eat food, and that's the boring part. Is just that you get health back. But when he gets hungry, if he has, you can spend hunger meter basically and money on food that gives you experience points. And so like you go, you, you have to like hunt around though to find the restaurant that has the food that gives you the experience points you're looking for. And it's just so fun because then each restaurant has like different combos of food that will give you bonus points. Um, which is really entertaining. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, there's a lot of stuff in that game. That's really cool on top of the part where 
it's an engaging story. Like this could have been a, a linear action game and it would have been fine. And I would still think the story is really good. But on top of all that, it's got all of this like really interesting side stuff. It's in a way it's like the game that Grand Theft Auto should have evolved into. Like the, it's, it's that, but like way better. This is so much more interesting and engaging than anything I've played in a GTA game like ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, GTA going for like they're going for different things like scale of like a world. Totally, yeah. Until it condensed, like you have this one district of a city as opposed. I to I just don't think they have to be mutually yeah. exclusive. I think that yeah. GTA oh. could have gone more in the Yakuza direction and included the scale stuff too, and it would have been a way better, more interesting yeah. series and, than what uh, it's turned into. I haven't played five, but it's you know Red Dead's kind of a move in that direction. Uh, a but, little bit, yeah. But like, yeah, they're they're definitely like very different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I guess this Yakuza is kind of what I always, when I was younger and not allowed to play Grand Theft Auto, what I kind of imagined Grand Theft Auto to be like is what Yakuza actually mm-hmm. is. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear you are enjoying it. I hope that enjoyment continues through the uh, latter half of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, too. fuck. Okay. You're about to see a really good scene, I think, in Chapter 8. Like, maybe one of the best scenes of the year. Maybe. Best moment. Maybe. I don't want to build it up too much, but I'm just saying. Uh, But, yeah. Okay. Uh, For me, unless you have anything else you want to talk about? No? Okay. For me, I have been uh, playing only the hottest new releases of 2018. I've uh, on Last weekend, I believe, uh, the Nonary Games went on sale. Uh, and Zero Time Dilemma, which is the third game in that trilogy. I wish they had just put it in one package on PS4, but mm-hmm. they didn't. Uh, is a Spike Chunsoft. I don't know, actually, know who made it. Spike Chunsoft is involved. There's some other people. Visual novel, not unlike Danganronpa, uh, where it's a bunch of people put in a situation where, hey, you might die. You probably will die. In fact, you probably will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the so I completed started and completed 100%. I got the platinum last night hmm. in this collection yeah. of 999, which was originally a 3DS game. Nine hours, nine person. Uh, regular DS. Regular DS, right? Yes, my mistake. They're basically the same console in my head, but they are <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, God, I really didn't like the art and. Like the, the character art looked like a Newgrounds game, and that's not bad. It was just like, ugh. I like the uh, character art in 999, but uh, okay. <laughs> like, like I, yeah, it was just like the style. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's personal. That's it, it, no, no judgment against the game itself for that. I was just like, I didn't like looking at it. Um, but I, what I didn't realize was that game is basically just like Resident Evil style puzzle solving. And then, like, adventure novels, so you don't have to worry with, like, bad controls for, like, the doors and stuff. And it's actually what I wanted from Danganronpa mm-hmm. um, in a way where, like, okay, the choices I'm making actually have an impact on the story. Like, whereas Danganronpa is like, okay, we are telling a very specific story, and, like, you have to find your, figure your way through it, whereas you're getting different stories as you go through 999 and that actually is the gameplay is getting those different stories uh so the game 999 uh the nonary games are all based around the number nine because nona uh 
999, you start on a ship and uh, you've been kidnapped, put on the ship, and you have to find your way out of this room. And so you're clicking on things and solving puzzles like, oh, I open this door. Oh, what's inside? Oh, there's a briefcase, but it's locked. Oh, I need a key. You find the key in the room. Like, oh, lift up this pillow, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you encounter eight other people. And then you're all, you're like amnesia, don't know what happened, don't know where you are. Uh, and there are some mysterious numbered doors. Uh, like, I think it starts off like four and five, I think are the first doors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come to find out, hey, in nine hours, the ship that we are on is going to sink. Uh, and if you can find the door that has a number nine on it, then you can escape. Uh, so that is kind of the setup for the game. You and these eight other people are trying to escape the ship before it sinks into the ocean. And, you know, there are twists and turns along the way, deceit, murder. Uh, they Everyone has a bracelet on their hand. So if they go in the wrong door, uh, they will the bomb inside of them that has been planted there will explode, killing them. So uh, they have, if you die, your bracelet comes off, which uh, people might want because they can then use that bracelet to uh, open other doors. It's all very confusing and like elaborate. Uh, so it sets up all these like branch, uh, branching paths through the game that all have like distinct different endings. Some are bad, not very good. Uh, you know, you, maybe you die. Maybe everyone else dies. Uh, maybe everyone dies. Who knows? Uh, what? But it's very fun to like find out. Like, okay, if I take this course of action and go through all this stuff, what happens? And as you get through the game, I think after you get your first ending, and nine nine nine, I think after you get your first ending is when you're able to finally go back and like the tree because the after a certain point you get access to like the tree of events. And you can see all the place at forks, places at forks, but you don't know what happens in any of the other events. So once you beat the game the first time or get an ending, you can go back to any of the moments at forks, and then it lets you skip through all the dialogue that you've already seen and then make a different choice. But sometimes you get to keep the information that you learned in other like courses of events. So discussions you have with like one character in like one timeline carry over into this other parallel timeline. And so, and everyone's like, well, how the fuck do you know that? Which is very confusing. (laughs) It is all very like quantum physics and like metaphysics and shit like that. Supernatural. But it is a very fun ride. I have one gripe though. Uh, who, Allison and Alex, you've both played this, right? Yes. Why the fuck is that lady at the end of the game wearing what she's wearing? Yo. No, I, I've, I've beaten. Well, okay. Do I find yeah. out in Zero Time Dilemma? Because I've beaten VLR. There's no answer there. Oh, I'm drawing a blank. Because there's no. So, okay. So, yeah, that's. The uh, 999 is is a fun like adventure st- adventure game with a lot of weird shit going on, but it's like pretty straightforward. It's just like 
you know, you have to manipulate certain things in the timeline so you can go down certain paths in uh, in conversations in the game, which will get you to the correct ending, which, you know, is get everyone out alive. But in VLR, Virtue's Last Reward, which was a Vita game, uh, Vita 3DS, I don't know, uh, the 3D Vita, the Vita game, Virtue's Last Reward, you can almost not immediately, but very early start doing that jumping. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where the alternate history, alternate timeline information stuff really starts coming in. And like events in the future change the past is what they say, but it just mm-hmm. means, Hey, if you, if you make one choice here, if you choose something else, it's not necessarily going to be like, if you make a choice and someone else makes like the opposite choice, in like this moment in this like decision moment if you change your choice that person might change their choice too instead of having the same choice which is they get into it and like what the fuck just happened i picked like rock and they picked paper but then i went back and i picked scissors and they picked rock what the fuck (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh so yeah they very specifically want you to get to that what the fuck moment yeah and what was really weird for me is that was the first path I went down was mm-hmm. the was the path towards the correct ending. But since you don't have like all the information, it does just say like, okay, to be continued once you get to a certain point, because like like there's more to do here, but you don't have the information. So then I had to go through and do like, you know, a ton of other endings and get all this other yeah. information. Uh there are returning characters from virtue or from nine, nine, nine and virtues last reward, um, which is interesting. There's like more than I thought, but also, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was able to actually accurately predict a lot of what was happening in that game. Really? Okay. I, That's I, interesting. I, mean, I played them back to back, but also like there were, there was a lot of stuff where I was like, Oh, well, this is where they are this they're like this is when like all this other stuff this you is really this get person. the physical location of where they were in uh, i was i was close i was not like i was not, not 100 i was like i was really? pretty close yeah dang okay because yeah. uh, one of the things that was really fun when i played it was um my sibling played it before me and mm-hmm. so they recommended the game for me and said okay like keep me up to date when you are getting to these points and uh, so I'm sure there's somewhere in in our Facebook chat of mm-hmm. of me going, "What? They're here? What? <laughs> this character is what?" So uh, I was fully uh, surprised by all this, all the uh, secrets and stuff. I don't, I don't think there was anything that was genuine. There were, uh, there were some reveals at like the end and like in some of the final. Uh, endings that I got that were like, oh, that's weird. Okay, I didn't expect that to be coming from you and stuff like that. But for the most part, like as as I was getting hints, I was able to be like, okay, I think they're here. I think this is what's going on a little bit. So that actually felt pretty good to be able to like puzzle out like, okay, I, I, I see what you're putting down. But like the reason and stuff is all very insane. It's, yeah. <laughs> So, um, one, I don't, I don't know if you are aware of this, but one of the things that kind of one of the reasons that they got a lot more into the, um, 
timeline stuff in the second one is uh, that 999, apparently, if you play the original DS version, it doesn't have that chart. The What? It doesn't. doesn't. You have to, like, basically just replay the entire game. Oh, like, but you don't times. have to. But you can so, just, like, yeah. skip through all the dialogue. That's not but You have good. to replay the entire game. And so... Uh, it's I, I, it's from what I understand. It's like I, I I don't know how you would play it without a guide on. Yeah, yeah. like the true ending to get that to that game, true ending. Yeah, it requires like okay, you have to have this conversation with this person, have this and then reaction, go, yeah, and then go check this one thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. once you've had that conversation, so then you can get to the true ending and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I that so I think that's a big part of why they in uh uh the remaster reward that they decide well in the remaster that they decided we're going to just make things nicer for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also to um uh where they kind of enhanced the sequels to mm-hmm. make them a little bit more uh user friendly. Yeah. Those games are real cool. If you like logic puzzles and like there were some things where I was like, okay, I know how to solve this. I just, I don't want to take the time to like draw out (laughs) like a table and like, you know, like, oh, well this person or like, you know, this thing worked in this thing, but not in this thing. And this kind of thing worked here. And I, okay, I started to make a table. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't need to, I'm just going to look up. Like I, I know what to do. I'm just going to look up the answer. Yeah, uh, there's a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, just like, I don't yeah want, there are a couple of those too for me where I'm like, uh, I don't want to do that. Give me the story. Yeah. Uh, but I like in Virtue's Last Reward, there are like bonus, like in, there's bonus information that you can get in every room, mm-hmm. like a folder. And I got all of the folders so I could read. And they give you a lot of like extra information that like you don't need, I feel like. Um, you know, they fill out the world, but there's also like... No, what was it? EU, I think, which stands for something, I think. But, oh, no, it's just a conversation that one of the characters is having with another character. And he refers to, like, oh, that girl at least 15 EU, which stands for erotic units. <laughs> yep. Huh. It's like, yeah. It's, there's a lot of, like, weird stuff like that, too. Th- yeah, but. there's, like, <laughs> and in... Like, there's certain timelines you go into, which I guess kind of makes sense based on the explanation they give, but, like, where character interactions are just, like, totally off the fucking wall. Like, there's one timeline where Sigma, the main character, is just super horny and hitting on everyone all the time. Yeah, that is a weird, weird bit. Yeah. Uh, it's... I, I I didn't know how I felt about that. I still don't know how I feel about that. I, you know, it's just fucking strange. Uh, But... Overall, I think it works, even if I'm still confused about why that one lady was dressed how she was. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so uh, I don't want to, like, derail this, but I- I've been thinking about it, and this genuinely might be my favorite video game series ever, having played all three. So well, I gonna... highly recommend ev- everybody to play it. <laughs> I'm probably going to start Zero Time Dilemma today. It's a real yeah. good game. I uh, read, like, people... the setting yeah, I don't know anything else. Yeah, about it. I'd, I'd be interesting to hear some. how you feel about it um, because a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, Virtue's Last Reward is a, the best game in the series. And I don't know if I have a favorite per se, but mm-hmm. I feel like Zero Time Dilemma does a good job of kind of uh, tying up loose ends and mm-hmm. 
I think does some interesting stuff with the decision making in particular. So yeah, uh, a big mechanic in Virtue's Last Reward is like the prisoner's dilemma, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you know, they call it the prisoner's dilemma. You're put into groups of either two or by yourself, and then you have to pair up with either, if you're in a pair, you have to pair up with a single. And if you're a single, you have to match, get with a pair. And then after you do like the challenge room, then you get go into like a voting thing, and you're voting to either ally with or betray your opponent. If you ally, if both of you hit ally, you get two points. One of you allies, one of you betrays. The person who betrayed gets three points. Both betray. And then the person who allied gets minus two. If both of you betray, you get zero. And so there's this whole thing where everyone wants to get nine points on this bracelet they have. You start with three. And so every time you finish that, then you're having to decide, like, okay, do I trust this person that I just went with based on what's happening in the story? And do I want to, you know received you know the story is going to unravel in some direction either way but you know what choice do i want to make with this person i think that's kind of the one thing that didn't work for me was seeing oh well this per like i made this choice but this person made and like this person i don't feel like would have made that choice or whatever but then like go back and to see like oh well i picked ally they picked betray but then to go back and say, okay, well, if they're going to betray, I'm going to betray. So I betray. And then they ally. I'm like, well, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Like that, that bugged me. Uh, and, you know, they try to explain it away with the story, but uh, it was really frustrating. Yeah. I think, I think the explanation itself works decently, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, there, there is that moment of like, what the fuck? I, I thought you guys were. Yeah. There's only so many ways they can, you know, they're trying yeah. to tell only so many stories and some of them just like, okay, we're not going to continue on from there. But yeah, it's, I still don't understand what was actually happening. Like the ending isn't clear at all. <laughs> It's very nonsense uh, and like very convoluted, but uh, it is extremely convoluted. And well, zero time dilemma definitely ties up loose ends. It still okay. has that level of still has that level of convoluted. Okay, nine 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 was besides the very last moment was very clear and like okay, here's what's happening. It's all like you know fake sciency, but it like there is a specific goal in mind. It's it's a lot less clear cut i feel in this one but that's okay i like weird stories that are not always clear cut um so yeah people should check that game out if they like adventure games or like resident evil style puzzle solving stuff Mm -hmm. i like how i know the other game you've been playing too and i like how neither of them are from 2018 but they're in either direction oh other game but in i oh yeah that we can't can't really talk (laughs) about on this podcast yeah 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 uh i don't ever want to i don't ever want to be you don't want to be just like you uh what i'm saying is this is the anthem throw all your hands up <laughs> you don't want to be you uh so you're saying yeah. it's bad then uh, I mean, i'm kidding i'm I kidding mean, i'm kidding the I'm name of the band is good charlotte so yeah this i don't want to be you because maybe you're not playing it yeah. Well, I'm not. It's true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, someday we can talk about that yeah. game. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anything else anyone wants to talk about before we 
sign off and so finish our game of the year preparations we got seven days what games are y'all playing like what is your zero time dilemma <laughs> <laughs> like Allison, Allison, what, what are you? What, what's your plan? What's your game plan? Okay, um, so literally. this literally okay, literal game plan. Yeah. Um, so this conversation just makes me want to replay uh, the owner games and. Oh, and you have to finish God of War. <laughs> I have to finish God of War. So um, first thing we want to get one hundred percent finished is the story with is Return of the Oberdin. Um then I want to. Then I'm going to try and make sure that I get through all of um, God of War, and then hopefully, if I have more time, if, if I have time, I'm going to try and finish the story uh, beats of Tetris Effect, and um, I think those are the big ones that I want to get get through. But I uh, am unexpectedly taking uh, two days off next week, so I am literally just going to play video games for those days. <laughs> that sounds That's good. Uh, Pat? Uh, I'm hoping to get through Yakuza 6. I'm, I might just try to marathon it between tonight and tomorrow um, and just play it a bunch because I'm actively enjoying it, so I don't think mm-hmm. playing it a bunch is going to sour me on anything. Um, mm-hmm. Because I would also like to play... Uh, a bit more artifact um, and I would like to play more battle tech as well. Mm-hmm. Battle tech was kind of a late entry for me. I did play a little bit of that since we last casted, uh, but mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a late entry for me of one that I uh, am really enjoyed the opening hours of, but I haven't played enough to make a firm judgment on. So mm-hmm. I'd like to play that for a few more hours this week uh, after wrapping up Yakuza and, uh, and, and some more smash too, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, good, Alex. What do you what do you got on your plate? Um, I want to finish everything in Hitman, mm-hmm. or at least all of the main the main campaigns mm-hmm. oh. or levels, whatever you want to call them. Uh, yeah, have I, they put escalations in finally? They put one in. Put one. Okay, with, yeah. with the Sean Bean thing, I just didn't see it when it came no, out. No, no, that was uh, oh, only oh, yeah, at the same it was time. At the same okay. time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to play Gree when it comes out. It's um, mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Oh, oh yeah. That's- yeah. And I'm probably going to play some more Smash. I don't know if I need to play all of it in order to have a strong opinion on it. Yeah, but same because um, it's like a 20 hour campaign, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Fuck. if I have enough time, if I take a day off work next week or something, I might play cross code. I might finish cross code just to Ooh, see. Where that'd the be a good one for me to play goes. if I have extra time. Yeah, because I'm three hours in and it's a 30 hour game. So <laughs> I'm about the same way into it, too. And it's, it's play a good it, game. If you play for 24 hours, then you can play it in a day. Yeah, that's literally, yeah. I could just do, I could make up for extra life ending early and just do another straight day of cross code. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to, I'm, I'm interested in trying to play uh, Not Tonight, which is basically the papers please, but for Brexit. But oh, yeah. uh, I don't know if anybody uh, else is going to have it. on British bouncer game. Yeah. So I don't know if so I don't know if it's something I need to prioritize. Yeah, I actually heard some somewhat negative stuff about it when it came out, so that's why I haven't mm-hmm. been interested. Not negative, like problematic, just like it's not very good. Um, mm-hmm. But but I haven't played it, so I would certainly yeah. be interested to hear your thoughts. Wow, how about for you, uh, Andre? Other than, uh, <laughs> than a zero smash, time yeah, smash. Uh, it's a good toilet game. I'm impressed that all of you managed to get through your X four <laughs> foundations. Like that you oh, managed yeah. to put hours into that game to be able to talk about it in a week. Yeah, totally. I, I played all of that game. <laughs> You're right. You know, I haven't tried Smash as a toilet game. That's a good point. Good. Oh, yeah. no. I feel weird about bringing... I don't live alone. I would feel weird about bringing my <laughs> my Switch 
into the bathroom. Like the switch is too big to bring in the bathroom. Like we don't we don't like pretend that I like I don't pretend that I don't take my phone into the bathroom, but the switch is like that's like a bridge too far. So like, what if you got a second dock and a TV mounted on the wall? Oh my God. So my bathroom is too small for that. But so know, what if? really though, Smash is making me consider buying at some point. There's these uh, docks that are aftermarket, like secondhand, not secondhand. Um, they're they're third party. I don't know if they're even like they're third party, but I don't even know if mm-hmm. they're uh, officially licensed. But oh. <laughs> uh, I would assume they are because they're expensive and and like they seem like they would have to be. But they're basically docks that are they have a huge battery in them and a small projector. Um, so you can drop the switch into the dock and it'll actually project on a wall. And it's not like it was a crowdfunded accessory, like on Indiegogo. It wasn't just like some like shady website selling $20, uh, game consoles with a bunch of emulators and fake games on them. Uh, (laughs) yeah, it was, it's not a soldier watch projector dock. It seems legit. Um, and you and it, and so it's like literally portable because it has the battery in it, so you can play for like three to five hours on battery, um, with uh, with 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 this projected onto any surface uh, switch screen, which seems pretty cool. It's like three hundred dollars, yeah. uh, so it's expensive, well, but that is expensive, but especially if, if, for one if, uh, that only works for the switch, but also it does not only work for the switch. Actually, oh. it has the USB ports. They they advertise you can use it to project your phone too, so oh. you can use your use it as a projector for videos and movies and stuff. Mm. Um, using your phone, you just have to plug in with a uh, USB cable. Mm. Interesting. Oh, uh, speaking of switch accessories, uh, I got my uh, flip grip in mail, mm. which is the kick, which was originally kickstarted by um, by both Fan Gamer and uh, Retronauts, and basically it is a way to pl- be able to play the switch vertically. So, which is good what, for. What game are you trying to play vertically? Uh, I've been playing a lot of pinball FX three and and it's actually really good with that. Um, And it also does that for, I think for a lot of the retro arcade games, it's really good for that. Um, And then also for some uh, top down shooters like Ikaruga and things like that. So uh, it's, it's currently um, $12 on uh, fan gamer, which is honestly kind of a steal because it's a really, it's a really well designed um, thing. And especially if you're into, like playing like playing some pinball, like it works remarkably well with that. So, cool. It's 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 a rad twelve dollar solution that I'm honestly surprised that Nintendo hasn't made, considering uh, the Switch does uh, support the vertical screen. Mm-hmm. Well, and you think Nintendo would make good things for the Switch, but they can't make a good controller. So, uh, damn. It's, it's, uh, the, the pro controller like the d-pad and like the pushing right stuff like that's crazy i i, yeah, I think they fixed that but still like yeah i don't know their their controller game has never been good i would say yeah the pro controller is bad like maybe this people like the snes controller it's like too far removed for me to say one way or the other but like a lot of the controllers not good not good Things, i'm gonna i'm gonna people, take that position people in the era, people like to shit on the GameCube controller, but I think it was actually the, the most comfortable one. It, it is a good controller. If it, if if it, it works with an adapter, one, use it a lot. If it just had one more button on the over the left shoulder button, like mm-hmm. it'd be fine. It's it's one button short of being like pretty good. 
Uh, and then like the different size buttons are strange. Like it works for Nintendo games, but like why why are all the buttons different sizes? Uh, anyway, uh, GameCube controller is not Gaming Fix's controller of the year. I don't even think we have that category this year, but if you want to find out what all our games of the year, best story, best moment, best music. Yep. Is that what we're doing? Yep. Next. Okay. Next week, best story, best moment, best music and And best game of 2018 or, you know, game of the year, not necessarily best game, but presented by we as a committee can come to decide to like presented by Danganronpa V3. And Zero Time Dilemma, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yes, yes. And Horizon Zero Dawn. And yeah, yeah, The yeah. Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. The things these games have in common, <laughs> none of them are eligible for any awards in 2018. <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll just throw in Paper Mario the Thousand New York. That's a very good game. And uh, they all should get recognition for being very good. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Uh that is going to do it for us. Uh, we will see you next weekend, Saturday at a time earlier, early, an hour and a half earlier, I think. Something like that. And we're going to be going, gonna be going for like 20 hours straight. So, so yeah. yeah. Woo! Alex is going to finish cross code and then immediately go into game of the year considerations. Oh, that sounds <laughs> like hell. No, oh, it will be. Don't worry. I promise you that. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, Google Play, wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes if uh, you enjoy this show. I, even if you don't enjoy the show, please leave us a review. But a five-star one so if good. you don't like it. Yeah, feel free to, uh, to offer constructive criticism in your five-star review of the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good at taking criticism. Five stars. Um, <laughs> there's one thing I can do. It's take construct- constructive criticism. Um, that it, but yes, that will do it for us. Uh, we will see you next week. Alex, where can people find you in the meantime? I will be in the water closet with Smash soon. Okay, sounds good. Me too. Allison. You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. That's the best way to find me for anything. Okay, very good. And Pat. You can find me on all the things at Just Your PC. Okay, good. And you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw. You can follow me. Sorry, yes. go ahead. Okay, you can find me at Coolslaw C O O L S L four W. And where can you follow Pat? You can follow me on Twitter, much like one sweary did <laughs> the other day <laughs> at Jester PC. We're name dropping now. I see. I've been. I don't know why he followed me. I love sweary. I love sweary too. We, we've been friends on Facebook for like seven years. I wasn't actually following him when he followed me. <laughs> That's hey, how I'm gonna, I'm so gonna follow weird. Swery and hopefully he'll follow me because I want him to follow me. Just offhandedly mention the missing in a tweet with someone else without tagging anyone, and then apparently he'll follow you. You know, I, you know, I tweeted at Swery about the missing. He didn't follow me, but maybe that's what? because I said he should be in prison for the control scheme. Uh, yeah, I was, much more, I was much more. I was much more positive in my tweet about the missing, so maybe that's. that's I think I said something nice about the game, but I also said he should be in prison. <laughs> You know, I didn't. Maybe if I had made it a sandwich, if I had like positive, negative, positive, he would have followed me. But I only did positive, negative. And talk, talk kindly about Sharapova, and he'll be happy. Two, two minutes ago, he tweeted, "So cold." It, you <laughs> yeah. know, in Japan, it is pretty cold lately. Hey, if he's uh, in, but, if he's in like Hokkaido, it's snowing like crazy up there. Oh yeah, it's 
Yeah, I believe that's cool. where he is based on his other tweets. Yeah. But uh, okay, we have to play some games. So goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining us, and we will you will hear from us next week, and we will see you soon. Bye.